Extra hot. Me back in this thing. Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood mouse podcast. Oh, Jay, Jay was a little late with the a little late with the audience reaction that time. <laughs> it's a, we are we are back with uh, Jay Bonnie live from the Immaculate Vibe Studio. What's up? What's up? What's up? Son, where'd you find this? <laughs> we also have Andrew the Goon Bennett. <laughs> Live from the guest bedroom office. <laughs> the vibes are not quite as immaculate over here, but the audience is with you. <laughs> so um we're we're just gonna get right into it. We're we uh we're a, a Mavs podcast. We love to talk about the Dallas Mavericks. We also talked about, you know, some pop culture every now and then. If you haven't already, check out our uh, Spider-Man No Way Home review pod. Should be out soon. And uh, but today we're gonna in this pod we're doing strictly Mavs talk, which means we gotta do another vibe check. So we started off the the week with a win against the Thunder with no Luka Doncic, and then a Hornets win with no Luka Doncic, and then. We lost to the Lakers in overtime. Those are the three games we had, so it's been kind of a light week. And we, we look like we have some semblance of, like, hope maybe. I don't know. What, what do you guys think of, like, where are you all at with this team after those games? Well, last week when we recorded, we were one game below 500, and we had just lost to the Pacers, like, super embarrassing loss to the Pacers. And this week, Today, Saturday, the 18th, 19th, whatever it is, we're at 500 now. And, I mean, yeah, we're, like, we're looking like a playing team. But, but you know, I think this week the defense looked pretty tight. Last week that was something that I was shitting on the Mavericks for. Like I was I, – I, I think I, I criticized Kleber. I, I, you know, like there's a couple of guys that I think were not looking sharp a few weeks ago in that uh, like little landslide we went on that, like, 11 12 game stint where we only won three games um so i mean it looked um like i, I thought i thought the defense looked tighter no luca and we still got two wins uh, i think any of these teams that we played i think we'd win a series against any of them just watching the games like like yeah you know we, we let them get on hot streaks we let uh we let okc you know get hot a little we let them like keep up with us like we let everybody like stay in the game really but but we stay pretty tight, and I mean, my biggest thing—I I feel like in the Hornets game, I'm glad that we that like we had the shooting on point, like they were putting buckets up because, like, just that—that's that's what's concerning about the Mavs team when Luca's not there, and even when Luca's there, really, like, like we're not blaming, like we're not shooting out, we're not putting up a ton of points. I don't have the stats up here; should have got this prepared, but like, I'm 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 gonna look up right now, like where we are offensively, because I just feel like we're not really. It's not. It's not great. We're I mean, not we been out there. We're not we scored. We scored 104 points against the Lakers in an overtime game. We had yeah. five extra minutes to score points, and we barely cleared 100. Um, I I'm gonna say this. I. I'm going to remain in the exact same place I was last week when we talked about the Mavs. 
because until there are some roster changes or roster upgrades, I'm not I'm not going to get hopeful about the team overall. Um, I am hopeful because we've seen a little bit more from Josh Green. We've seen Josh Green get a little bit more play. I'm excited uh, and hopeful in that regard that like as Luca rests up, we can see some of these other guys start to contribute. Um, but the fact remains, we we can beat bad teams and we lose to good teams. We can beat lottery teams, we lose to playoff teams. And the three-point shooting remains is the exact we're in the exact same position we were last week where we win our games where we shoot above league average but we continue to struggle to do that we um reggie and tim especially continue uh to shoot poorly um reggie shot 50 percent against charlotte and we beat them by 25 and then he shot zero percent against the lakers we got 20 minutes out of him and like two buckets or like two points. Um, Timmy, same situation where he's, he's had a stretch of some okay games, but it just, it feels, it feels like same old song and dance. So I don't, I don't want to get hopeful. I don't feel like it warrants being hopeful that we beat Charlotte and we beat the thunder. I get that it was without Luca. And here's a little bit of a vibe check for you guys. And I, tweeted this jokingly after we beat the Thunder and we beat the Hornets. We won two games in a row without Luca. And I tweeted jokingly, mm, there's going to be some people on here who are like, actually, we're better without Luca. Like we're a better team without Luca. Um, and you've seen some of, you've seen people joking about that, but I have also seen there's some stat heads out there and you can blame this on Dwight Powell. You can blame it on Reggie. You can blame it on the supporting cast, but the Mavericks outscore opponents um, when Luca is not on the floor and they are getting outscored. And I think we're starting to see the limits of the roster with Luca and with the players around him, because when Luca plays um, and if he's playing alongside Tim, we're a bad defensive team. Um, if he's, if we're, if he's playing alongside Dwight, we're a bad defensive team. And if Tim's not hitting shots and Reggie's not hitting shots, we're a bad offensive team. And then when you put all that together, we're a bad team. <laughs> we're a bad team. If, if your starters, if specific, if Dwight Powell and Reggie and Tim or whoever are starting for you and you're both bad on defense and bad on offense, you're just, a, you're just bad. Like we don't have to get into stats too much. So I'm in the exact same spot I was last week where like, we need roster upgrades. That that's the long and short of it. I'll 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 stop right there. Uh, ben, where are you at? Where's where's your vibes? I completely expected us to to kind of go into a tailspin without Luca, um, just because it seemed like nobody could create without him. So I think, okay, where's the offense going to come from? The people that haven't been making shots for the first 25 games, you know, it, it's, but to their credit, like a lot of guys have stepped up. Moses Brown has stepped up. Josh Green has stepped up. Even, you know, Trey Burke has been like mm -hmm. a good creator of instant offense. Um, Jalen Brunson's doing, you know, so there's guys that are stepping up. There's some games I wish KP would do a little bit more, but um I think he had a really good game against the, the Hornets. 
Um, yeah, five blocks that game. Yeah, yeah, uh, five blocks. Um, but I, again, we're a really good defensive team. Yeah. All of a sudden, when when Luca's not playing, <laughs> we honestly right, yeah. like move. I think their their pace is a little bit higher when like like they know that yeah. there's a fire under ass. Like, you know, I, like yeah, it's kind of it's a little. Well, bit I mean, imagine troubling. being another defender like going down the court. Like, yeah, I know I'm about to go on into a four on five because my. My point guards, you know, yapping with the refs. So like, what, what did like, uh, I'm gonna have to work extra hard because he's still talking, you know what I'm saying? So that can, I think it's good for these guys to have good games without Luca as like a confidence boost. And, yeah. um, and then part of me is also thinking like, yeah, keep it up guys. Keep on raising that trade value. That's our only, <laughs> that's our only way I, to get yeah. this roster better. Legitimately the same. I was like, Ooh, good. Josh green is like playing some yes. minutes. Like maybe he looks like, like he has IQ. He like, he, yeah. he looks like looking alive. Sharp. he's looking alive out there. Yeah. Reggie's trade value uh, remains, uh, below the floor, um, yeah. remains I, in the, in the earth. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, I think it's good to get these wins. Um, but, um, I just like, even against the Lakers, like everybody's saying like, Oh, they've got a great, you know, they've got three hall of famers, but yeah, they're not doing well this year. Like they're not, I wouldn't hold a Lakers victory this year in the same breath as I would a year ago when they had a more full roster and they were a defensive, uh, you know, and they were more well run. This Lakers team is like literally falling apart, like with LeBron getting injured and ADs, you know, had an off game. So bro, the yeah, Lakers I, are gonna Lake... be a problem, dude. Like, like oh my gosh. I'm just saying, bro, like like they're they're low-key coming back, man. Like Westbrook's had a great week, a great two, three weeks. No, nah, like... they they were celebrating beating a 500 Mavericks team. They were yeah, like, that was a oh, dumb man. play, too. Look, look, at, look at this. We beat the Mavericks. And it's like, okay, we didn't have Luca, and we're a we're a we're a 500 team and they were like oh my gosh i mean well, you got to remember they were selling bringing because their make a wish kid scored the bucket like, <laughs> like it was some dude that no one ever like he austin reeves <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. I, i'm an ou hater bro so i mean like i got it like he's apparently he's like some ou kid who just like i don't know just like i guess he wrote a letter to somebody i, I don't know he <laughs> showed up at the facility well, I, I i don't know i think like we're we're gonna have these I, I was just saying if that's not a good barometer of where the Mavs are at. I think like they're also figuring themselves out and we are doing our best to do that. So I think when Luca comes back, we need to get wins against quality teams and then we'll, you know, it's good to kind of get your, um, you know, get more, uh, I guess like when you beat the Hornets and you beat the the Thunder the way you do without Luca, I think that's just a great confidence boost that everybody can kind of build off of. Like, hey, like we can win, we can find ways to win, and we can bring what we've been doing back to when uh, Luca comes back. When Luca comes back, hey, let's keep this same energy, let's keep this same hype level. Um, I just I just hope that we just kind of keep it up so we at least you know look appealing to some teams that want some players we'll talk about that later in the pod but we're just like just putting that out there um so is there anything else before we get to the rick carlo article on that oh no, no. we kind of hit it we're, we're, let's get we're, into it the rick carlisle article uh came out by um mcmahon tim, tim mcmahon tim's the heat. Tim, tim i'll let Goons all tim's all tim's be dropping bombs on on the mavericks organization like they're gonna mark 
Cuban's going to have to start banning anyone named Timothy from like setting foot on the premises because <laughs> because it it it's bad. Yeah. It looks bad. So to sum up, um, what we kind of what I think a lot of people inferred um, came out to be kind of true about Rick Carlisle and his tenure, especially in the last few years as Mavericks head coach, because we talked about early in the season how how much happier everyone seemed to be on the team like oh my gosh everyone's smiling everyone's laughing everyone's high-fiving it seems like rick was kind of an asshole or rick was not fun to play with like basketball was not fun under rick uh and the tim mcmahon article kind of confirmed all of that i think um uh there was an early early in the dennis smith jr luca um tenure uh it came it was revealed that rick kind of pitted them against each other and treated red treated dennis smith jr like uh treated him like he was about to get traded which he eventually was but treated him as a less like a less than like and 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 i think some people resented the fact that he pitted them against each other or treated dennis smith jr like he was jealous of luca when they were just trying to be two dudes playing basketball um uh there was a near mutiny by the team after like an early team meeting when 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 rick accused dennis of being jealous of luca um there were several instances cited of just um of him being dismissive of players um and not really not having a very close relationship with luca and i think it's fair to say he didn't have a close relationship with kp kp felt sidelined in the last few years which is fair um another little nugget which you you kind of hate to agree with it when the the big thrust of the article is rick carlo was kind of an asshole is that rick wanted to draft donovan mitchell not dennis smith jr and you kind of have to admit and kind of be like oh man rick like your last few years were bad but you were also kind of right (laughs) like you you had a bad go of it with this team um I, I came out pretty pretty hard on Rick. Um, he comes out of this article seeming extremely immature for a 60-year-old man and extremely petty. Um, the way he kind of treated Jamal Mosley or the way he viewed him suspiciously as like him trying to replace him, the fact that he like couldn't develop a relationship with young players um, especially Luca, his franchise cornerstone, and had a very distant relationship with some of these guys. Um, it just all around did not look good. Uh, and especially after the week Mark Cuban had last week, the fact that this article dropped, um, the Mavs organization is just down bad all the way around. Um, and and I hate to say it, like, and I'm not even a huge Jason Kidd defender, but I appreciate that I don't think Jason Kidd would ever do or say any of the things that Rick is described as doing and saying in this article. Like I'm, a, I'm hopeful for the future because I know Jason Kidd is not going to treat his guys like that. Um, and maybe, maybe that results in winning basketball 10, 15, 20 years ago, but it obviously didn't result in winning basketball the last few years. Um, so I don't know. I I just talked a lot 
what yes. were y'all's thoughts when you when you first saw that drop? Um, surprised, like. No, well said, man. Well said. Like, I okay. I'm sorry, I did not read the article. I'm you know I was skimming through it, like you know pod, you know as we were you know getting the pod together, getting everything together. Um, but look, man, I really don't even need to read the article because y'all know <laughs> I was Team Yeet Rick like years <laughs> ago. Like I've not, I've been, I've been Team Yeet Rick for a minute, and I say years really lack just last year like that was when when the conversation was really popping off i was like you know really about that um rick is like what has he done dude you know like we, we've watched this team we've been confused we've watched this team we've been like you know like kind of where's the chemistry like where's you know like we had just had so many questions and and rick was behind the scenes being an asshole like i i don't know man it, it's bad it's bad but but i feel like fans should feel validated because like we've been wondering what the deal was and we've been we've been seeing rick like get by off off that one ring he got 10 years ago we've been seeing like him just coast off his name every, him being just buddy buddy with everybody you know everybody just kissing his ass all over the place on tv you know like on the radio like everybody kisses his ass because he's cool and i guess because i guess he's like tough guy or whatever but but dude, you know, uh that's messed up, man. And like, yeah, it should answer a lot of questions. Well, and I I wonder, like, we've we've gone back and forth a lot of like, oh, it's the front office. Oh no, it's Rick and his coaching. Oh no, it's the front office. Like you can't blame Rick because the front office doesn't give him good players. And after these the last two weeks, you kind of are like, it's kind of a little bit of both. Oh, ben, uh, Ben, what are you, where are you at? Um, I wish, like, I feel like kind of it's something that Mavs Twitter or just like Mavs fans in general have talked about on how, uh, like just like rumors or, or murmurs of how like he's, he's like, you know, terrible to his players. <clears throat> um, and now like I felt when I was reading that I wasn't necessarily shocked. I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of confirming what we thought. Um, but it just gives it a lot more detail and, you know. I'll always have a soft spot for Dennis Smith Jr. I feel like, you know, we, he was the first like bit of hope that we had in the, you know, you know, towards the end of the Dirk era where we were like, Hey man, you know, me and Jay would talk like, that would be mostly what we would talk about on the early episodes That's of the pod. We started. Like, yeah. Yeah. As a Dennis, anything Dennis Smith Jr. related, we would be all over that. So, um, and I've, and I've been in, um, been to events where, where Dennis Smith Jr. was at and, you know, I, you know, outside of my role in that event, I just said, Hey man, like we're all rooting for you. Like, you know, giving him, you know, we're excited for you. Um, so reading all that, I just, I think um, it's just discouraging to think that, you know, once you win that ring uh, it, that someone would think that you can get away with doing something like that to another player and if potentially throwing his career trajectory off dramatically. Um, and it, Ultimately, yes, like Donovan Mitchell would have been better for, for the Mavs or just any, like, just heads up. But um, I think hit, maybe Rick's thought process is like, well, I didn't get the guy that I wanted, so I'm going to make him as miserable as possible so he doesn't want to be here, so it's that much easier to trade him. And, and that's essentially what happened. So it, it's tough, and 
you just kind of hate to see that abuse of power where somebody who um, has a lot of pull in the organization is using that to essentially force somebody out um, and, and turn teammates against each other. It, it's just really, yeah. I, 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 t- I messaged, I messaged uh, Andrew after this. It sounds like if you just read this article, not knowing the context, it sounds like Rick Carlisle is like a mob boss like trying to take hits out on like, Oh, Dennis Smith jr. Trying to take him out. Ooh, Jamal Mosley's being night, you know, trying to win over my players. Got to take him out. You know, just like little things that he kept doing. Like, what do you, I mean, goodness. Yeah. It's like Jordan Kwame Brown. It's like, it's like Kobe Mm -hmm. Shaq. It's like one of those things. It's like, man, it hurt a legacy. This, this feud. And and then you're going to look back on it and be embarrassed by it later on. You will be embarrassed by it later on. And it's just like, man, it's just a shame. What, what's what I think is especially embarrassing, and and is, and results is kind of damaging to the organization and to like the franchise as a whole, is the fact that it shares that that team meeting that almost resulted in a mutiny by the team. That happened in the 2018-2019 season, and Rick coached the Mavericks for two more seasons after that. And I don't know about, like, I view that as like, yes, he won a championship in 2011. He has, he consistently got the most out of some like subpar players. Like the fact that we took that Spurs team in what, 2013 or 2014 to seven games is ridiculous. But all that being said, that does not justify that. And I think, and I tweeted this out and signed my name to or signed my initial to it from the pod because having that kind of team meeting in which your players very nearly like are ready to like give up on you and quit on you. And I think over the last two years, we've seen games where the team has very obviously kind of quit on Rick and tuned him out that, I mean, it was, it seems like that should have, it should have been evident two years ago that he needed to go. Yeah. And, and we, and we, not necessarily wasted those years, but it just, it's, it's, un, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And, and we that, didn't like, even fire him. We didn't even fire him. We let him walk. Like if he didn't, th- that's if he doesn't choose to leave, if he doesn't choose to leave, he's still here. And I, I don't think like Mark Cuban is very set in his ways in that regard. Like he, he only made that choice to hire somebody else because he had to. Because that Rick choice made the choice for from, him. Yeah. Yeah. Rick made it for him. So I, I think it's, you know, a blessing in disguise that he just decided to move on. Um, and I think Jason Kidd is, is like you said, he's a lot more understanding as a, as a coach from the player's perspective. But I think he also, you know, <laughs> like, which would you rather have the coach that is mean to his players, but he gets wins? Or do you want the player, the coach that's nice to his players and, like this season, like we haven't been that good. Like we, but like, is that we obviously Bro, we like this kid, dude? We can't have a guy like Rick. We I'm not have saying like, that we yeah. like. Yeah, the end, the, people have pointed that out. Of like, like yes, has, Rick was an asshole, but job. the team was demonstrably we better. Somebody the stars <laughs> worship, and that's neither of these guys probably. <laughs> yeah, I, and and maybe they've uh, maybe. Rick had all the, the, uh, the understandings of these players to get the most out of them. And kid just doesn't have that. And, and he's trying to use them in a different way. I don't know, but you know, 
hopefully that leads to some, some personnel changes soon. We'll get to that later. But um, I think ultimately the, the players are happier than they have ever been. We said that preseason that they're like in such high spirits, regardless win loss, like they handle things a lot better they're on the bench. It's just a happier. Yeah. Vibe. I'm not quite sure they're in high spirits because like multiple times this past week, KP has been like, it sucks to be us right now. <laughs> So, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying in that there seems to be a little bit more grit um, or a little bit more togetherness with the team as opposed to in the past where it felt like they were just like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like we lost this game. We got to play better. And that was just every single game was the same. (laughs) I think early on, I kind of compared it to like a when it when a teacher is is out and there's a substitute teacher and you can have fun with the substitute teacher and he'll mm-hmm. you know let you kind of do the bare minimum or jamal, you know jamal mosley was that substitute teacher one time last year when rick had covid and we won a game and we and it was great yeah i feel so bad for how that i think that to me is like obviously dennis smith situation is tough but to me like jamal mosley should be the coach of this team based off of the relationships he's built with Luca and the guys. But yeah, but, but then Rick earlier in the off season, like, Oh, I recommend Jason kid for the head coaching job. Like, I think he'd be the, and then it's just so whatever. It's I petty. Just it's off. petty. Bro's it. probably scaring off free agents the whole time, bro. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like think about that. Think That's about a the whole rumors. nother fact. Think about how, the things that players don't, don't say, but how do you guys, how do you guys comment. think the Pacers feel right now? The Pacers organization. Like not even a day later, I think DeMontis Sabonis said he wanted to leave. Like it, like he wanted to trade. Some people, there have been con- conflicting reports about that. But, <laughs> but they're like every- 13 and 16. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, off, man. Ripped Whatever. off. Rick is a super villain. Um, well, well, let's... Let- <laughs> let's, let's let's talk about some hypothetical trades that i've been seeing on maps twitter and uh it, it is trade season so i think after uh, i think a December few days 15th. ago yeah, people, was a, like 80 percent of the league could be traded or something like people that. were as soon like 1201 a.m december 15th i think someone tweeted reggie bullock can now be traded <laughs> <laughs> like no no time at all passed <laughs> before, saving that one, I guess. before they kicked up the trade machine um so there was one that i kept seeing uh it was a bleacher report one so it's probably you know it's probably ridiculous it's kind of i feel like bleacher report ones are either way off or they're kind of spot on so it's kind of hit or miss let me read what the, what the package was um, shout out to Lauren Gunn. She, she retweeted this one, quoted this one. So the Mavs receive uh, Ben Simmons and Kemba Walker, and the New York Knicks receive Charles Bassey, and then Philadelphia receives Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, 2025 first-round pick via Dallas. And I think there's one other pick. I just didn't get it. Um, mm. But... <laughs> Would you guys do that? Would you give up essentially THJ, Tim Hardaway Jr. And Dorian. Uh, and, and Dorian and, and I think a pick to get Ben Simmons in a Mavs jersey. And Kimball Walker. 
Easy. And Kimba Walker, whatever's yeah. left of Kimba Walker. Good lord. <laughs> That's I, yes. That's an easy yes. I almost I know you have to include Kimba, you have to include a third team to like make the deal work. But I almost say no because of Kimba Walker. <laughs> because, because I think career wise, he's not a great three point shooter. He is a secondary creator that could come off the bench next to Luka, but I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank. Um, and again, I'm going to be that guy that's like, I'm not sure that's a great fit. I'm not sure that's a great fit for the Mavericks. <laughs> no, that'll I, be a great I fit. I actually, but I will say, I actually do kind of like the idea of, at least the idea of Ben Simmons on the Mavericks, because I think he solves some of the defensive problems we've seen and i think pairing kp who's like a stretch four stretch five on offense but also a pretty good rim protector i think playing him next to ben simmons at the four is potentially a really good combo um yeah but again that being said i'm not sure i'm really not sure about the kimba part is really what it is and like if Ben Simmons, it, it solves our defensive woes, but it definitely makes our three-point shooting <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> Which maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we just need just to pivot. Give up on the three altogether. Maybe that, that's maybe we just need to pivot to like, no, we're not shooting any threes on this team anymore. <laughs> no more. <laughs> yeah, I I like. I don't know if if that would necessarily. I think. And and, and uh, Lauren Gunn goes on to say she's talked to sources regarding that trade in, in Philly. She said, like, hey, uh, if y'all were to do a, a Philly trade with the Mavs without KP, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. And they said uh, THJ, Brunson, and Picks. Because I think, obviously, Philly is holding out as long as they can to see if they can get a superstar, a Dame-level superstar. Um so I think until they do, they get to a point when they realize they can't get that. And then they're, they're thinking, well, screw it. Let's at least get two good role, like two role players that can fit in our offense. Jalen Brunson went to Villanova. He's like a Philly guy. He'll love it here. And then, you know, THJ could give us a little extra. Um, I don't know if they set the bar that low is the thing. I think <laughs> like that's going from like, we want Dame and then end up with those two. Like that's, yeah, I would. Other. If I, I mean, were them, I would rather get though, CJ. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. try and get CJ. Like, yeah. I think that would be the most. Yeah. But yeah. Come on, man. I, THJ and Brunson, right? Is that what, that's yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah. But we're giving them, but also that includes DFS. We're giving them three rotation players on the Mavericks, that is, and picks for a guy who currently is not playing at all. For two guys, we get two guys who are not playing at all right now. And that's the that's the struggle for me as a Mavs fan is like, are these partly it's these are the guys we can afford. And there was also the, that that Kyrie rumor that that Mark Cuban quickly tried to squash. And it's like, can we only afford guys who are literally not playing? Like they're literally they're literally not playing right now. Hey, they're buy not low, in. The- buy low. We're well, a crypto team, bro. Crypto. Buy low. <laughs> like I. Yeah, I I I don't. Yeah, I don't know how desperate 
we're going to get in that regard? Like, are we going to go for those players, like you said, that are like not playing just to, because I think Ben Simmons has a lot of like defensive value and he, I think he could get to the paint in ways that none of our other players can right now. So yeah, he like, he doesn't have a three point shot, but man, if we could have him just attacking, I think that would be great for our offense and hopefully we can figure out shooters uh, down, down in the future. Uh, speaking of that Kyrie root rumor, what did y'all think that that had it like, was there any weight to that? You think? Cause pr- prior like Kyrie was not playing because he wouldn't get vaccinated and the nets were like, you know, Oh yeah, we're not going to play him no matter what. Dude. So backcourt, backcourt of Trey Burke and Kyrie Irving. Let's go shots for days. <laughs> wow. That was sad. <laughs> I think, well, I think, I think the conversation definitely happened. Cause I don't think it went anywhere, but I think, yeah. I think a conversation was had. I think it's worth having. I, I'm, I was kind of surprised and disappointed in how many of Mavs fans on Reddit, on Twitter were like talking about how outrageous that would be if we got like, Oh, Kyrie, I would never, uh, what are you kidding me? I'm like, yo, Kyrie, like he, he beat the golden state warriors, bro. Like, like Kyrie's a, <laughs> Kyrie's an NBA legend. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he's cool a, Drew. He's a goofball, and he and he's like tarnished his legacy in like Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, I, I maybe still Hall of Famer. I don't know. I wouldn't let him in now if I was voting. But like, <laughs> Kyrie is a Hall of Famer. I, I I was just saying maybe his Hall of Fame pro- probability has gone down. I wouldn't vote for him now as if yeah. I was voting for Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer in my eyes, but he was on the path to being a Hall of Famer, and his ability is Hall of Fame ability. Like he's raw. So, All-time great ball yeah. handlers, one of the best three-point shooters. He he would solve a lot of problems if he is, like, with it. If he is trying to do, like, random Kyrie things or just, you know. Trading like, for Kyrie feels, and, this, and same for Ben Simmons, to a lesser extent, either of those guys feels like a Rajon Rondo trade. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a trade. <laughs> it feels like a trade for a guy on paper. for a guy who is extremely talented, but who will quit on this team. Yeah. Who will who will quit? And hey, Rick Carlisle era. That was a Rick Carlisle era, bro. That's true. But look, man, I, Kyrie I would, Kyrie I is quitting on Steve Nash. Trade back then. If this, like, Kyrie man. Kyrie has quit on LeBron James, LeBron and Ty Lue. He has quit on the Celtics. Yeah. <laughs> he has he he's quit on three different teams that were perfect situations. Yeah. So the idea that he's going to give his all for the Dallas Mavericks, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be a great fit. Bro, he's got Luca there, bro. He could like you guys got a young impressionable mind. He got young impressionable minds. If he, he he's gonna turn he's gonna turn Luca into a flat earther. No, I would love that. That would be amazing. If they I think that, like they were both batshit and they're on a map and we just had like these two crazy dudes. Luca got no. fat. <laughs> Luca got fat. Kyrie told him to get big. I don't. Yeah. And but like, they, they were still hooping, and they were good friends and they're both being weird and like going to like i don't know weird demon circles or something outside of town what? like i would love that dude come on you i mean we need an exorcism we need a seance to like to over the front office or something like mark cuban maybe needs to sacrifice a goat or a chicken to like get rid of some of the bad voodoo or juju, voodoo. That, he's got, <laughs> that, he's got that he's got going on 
Yeah, I I mean, I love the player. I think if it was just the player without the drama and sideshow that comes with it, I think it'd be great. But you, you can't get one without the other. His injury history is another thing to consider. And, you know, you never know when he's just going to decide not to, to play. So, unfortunately, and it, and it seemed like two days later, right after we were speculating that, the Nets got desperate enough to to say that he can play now because the, the COVID See, is because got them down other bad. teams are probably like oh <laughs> shit actually you know Kyrie like like and I, I remember when he first was t- was taking uh when he was doing this vaccine shenanigan like like people were saying he's just gonna wait till the end of the season and then somebody is gonna like somebody is going to sign him he's not like there's no way he doesn't get picked up by somebody at some point and so uh, obviously when teams <laughs> are knocking. The Nets picked them up again, so we could. Yo, uh, you know, it's a realistic what? conversation. Yo, to have. <laughs> this is live on the podcast. We are live. We are recording this live. I have a wash bomb for you guys. Don't. Do oh, Kyrie God. Irving has entered the league's COVID protocols. Team says already. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what? Dang it's it! Somebody, somebody quote Haley Ocean. Somebody quoted and said a play in zero acts like. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, you're right. People are going to be desperate for just anybody that can hoop. But a dude like Trey, it, I'm shocked Trey Burke hasn't caught COVID yet. He's the weakling. Like, I'm shocked the whole Mavs team hasn't caught Omicron or, yeah. the, or whatever variant. Like, like we we need to put we need to put Trey Burke away in like a bubble somewhere else so he doesn't get anybody else sick. Um, maybe we need to get what Trey Burke's doing and give it to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's the truth. <laughs> Trey Burke, the Mavs, Kyrie, Luca, the Mavs crazy, are shooting the, the crazy three. Like, the Mavs are shooting below league average because they all got the vaccine. They're Except all, for Trey Burke. They're all high on ivermectin, bro. They're all high, they're all high on, <laughs> on goat milk or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian Wojnarowski, for nice. the beautiful timing. Literally an hour ago, uh, tweeted Kyrie Irving has entered the league's COVID protocols. Wow, nice. Well, um, and KD got it this morning too, or was it either this morning yeah, or last night? KD got it. Too. I saw that. They're probably in the. Do clinic. you guys? Yeah. Do you guys think we're gonna get another stoppage? Because it seems like the Bulls were kind of the first big case where a bunch of them had it, and then now it just seems like every report is somebody else getting it. I, I would like for them to like change the rules and like make it so where you got to You're allowed to sign dudes for like ten thousand dollar contracts and shit. Well, they're doing ten like, days. Like Isaiah Thomas signed a ten day with the Lakers because they're yeah. also down bad. I want to see um, like I want to see us like I want to see a team that's so depleted. They're like just grabbing like like let, letting fans try out for the team. Like like bring your vaccine card. Bring a bring a bring a positive test and uh, positive test. Bring it. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whatever, uh, no COVID is bring that test and uh, <laughs> and try out for the team because we don't have any players and everybody's getting COVID when they're getting on a plane. And so, like, if it's like that, I would love to see that man. Like, I, would I think they might. I mean, the like, Lakers are now dollars contracts. But like, the Lakers now look like they're gonna have like six or seven guys out. Um, they're debating expanding rosters to just be like, yeah, bring in whoever you want off the street, like. It's the COVID era. Get like get to, get so. get Ray Allen back in a back in a jumpsuit <laughs> so he can try and take the t- try and take the record back. Like, 
Oh my gosh. I'm with Jason that, Kidd, dude. JJ Barrett. Jason Kidd, you're going to be a player coach now. Like, you, you <laughs> Jared be, Dudley uh, is a player Jared, coach. Yeah, JR Dudley, player coach. Dirk, get down get down from the rafters. Like, come on. Yes. <laughs> we, we need you to suit up. Uh, they start making like reporters. Like, 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 what if you, you could incorporate you could maybe like the, the WNBA and NBA have merged and there's a merger. And like, so now you got like. Starting for the New York Knicks, Kevin Hart. <laughs> exactly no come on like wouldn't that be sick no yeah no it would be it it is sick right now i gotta gotta admit something i'm just trying to like keep my hoop dreams alive like i'm just just imagining (laughs) trying to construct reality starting at forward jay bonnie yeah Dude, it had it had it really have to be bad if Jay was starting at forward though. Jay's a wing <laughs> or a guard in oh, the yeah. NBA. He's not. This is like yeah. By the time I'm on the team, bro. Like, anybody, look, we can find left. <laughs> we can we can find some like seven footers just out on the street somewhere that we can like put in a uniform. We've gone foobar by the time like <laughs> it's like Holocaust by the time I'm I'm putting a jersey on like yeah yeah. Mm. well rough times rough times um for a more joyous pod check out our spider-man no way home review because we can trust in how feige is is putting the team together with with marvel our mark cuban not so much we'll see we're hopefully we'll have some actual traits to report we might have some guests to talk about we're probably going to take a a couple weeks off for christmas uh, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll see if we can get some more guests for y'all. And uh, yeah, we're out of here. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Thank you for checking out Buckets and Beyond. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond. And then uh, on uh, Twitter at Buckets Beyond. We are out of here. Adios. And to all a hood night. <laughs>